the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good God. Are you with me that you're happy the holidays are over? Are you with me or are you against me? you got to pick a side because this is a war. It is a civil war of, of holidays or something like that. Um, just so happy the holidays are finally, finally over. Now we get to look forward to Lover's Day, which is a made-up February 14th holiday, which I love it when... Members of the opposite sex get bitter that you don't get them something for a silly, silly, silly holiday, uh, Valentine's Day. Then we get my favorite, um, St. Patrick's Day, which is just a glorious day to drink your face off till you basically vomit in the street and uh, make your parents proud. Um, and then we start getting into the summertime. So I know you're saying, boy, you like to look ahead, don't you? I do. President's Day right around the corner. I always try to dress up as uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, the women that I, I, I partake with, they dress up as Abraham Lincoln, and we go around as Lincoln twins. Um, it's always a good holiday, and you go door-to-door, and you basically do a trick-or-treat type game where you tell people, name your favorite president or give me candy. Um, and you always get some interesting responses out of that. So today, 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 um, New Year. Can we one last time talk about last year? And then if I do it again, you're allowed to come and put a stick in my eye. Okay, first and foremost, Stanford Band. What the hell is that? At halftime, they do a, a Snapchat logo. That was a bit too much, in my opinion. Like That was just vague. People in Ohio who are watching the... Bowl, the Rose Bowl. They're like, what's that band doing? Why is there old people in that, that college band? So, okay. S&P 500 surged 30% in 2013. And that's pretty damn impressive. Fourth straight monthly gain in December. So you say September, October, November, December. And that's pretty damn impressive. The market is not built to be a distance runner. It's more of a, a midterm sprinter combined with distance running. So it's just not, in the short term, the sprint's just tired out. And it's sprinting. In the long term, it works over time, but 
as a distance runner, but in the short term, it's just not meant to sprint every month. It's not supposed to be this good. Fed Reserve has done stimulus, which says, you know, hell, the last five years has been pretty good. Now, Japan just started some stimulus, which is pretty similar to the U.S. stimulus. So it does not take a rocket scientist, E is equal to MC squared, imp. Um, which begs the question, whatever happened to Yahoo Serious? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're going to say, who? So the Dow, okay, wait, wait, wait. So the, the Japan's starting some stimulus, and the, again, the knee bone's connected to the elbow. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this stuff out that Japan should be a good place. If stimulus worked here, why wouldn't it work there? Now they have an older economy, which is a bit problematic. Older being people who are retired. I know you're saying, why do you hate retired people? Because they don't work. They're not contributing to GDP. They take benefits from when they did con- contribute to GDP that the government really said, you know, I'm going to give you retirement benefits and we're going to save all your money, but they don't save your money. Um, so the Dow Jones Industrial Average climbed 27% last year. That's pretty impressive. Boeing and American Express all did pretty well. The two stocks that did poorly last year, IBM uh, was the only member of the 30 stock gauge that declined. IBM's okay. You hold a gun to my head, I'm going to like IBM over HP. You hold a gun to my head, and I'm going to like uh, Salesforce.com over IBM. Please don't hold any guns over my head. Please. Uh, data today for the U.S. unemployment benefits declined. 339,000 first-time unemployment claims. That's a good read. I'm good with that. Google's Motorola unit dropped it. The price of its flagship smartphone continued its assault on the high margins of smartphone rivals. The Moto X with 16 gigs in their rate will now cost $399 without a wireless contract, down from 550 bucks. The company offered the Moto X for brief periods in December at 349 but the latest price drop is not a temporary promotion. It is set in stone. This is competing with Samsung's Galaxy S4, which costs $600 for Verizon Wireless for a 16 gigabyte model without a wireless contract. The iPhone 5S, which costs $650 for a 16 gig. So that's a pretty dramatic price drop. Moto X, $399. I'm sure uh, in comparison, it's pretty impressive. Okay, so the Stanford game yesterday. Was it me, or did Stanford, or did Michigan State's coach want to lose the game, but Stanford's coach really, really wanted to lose the game. Was that not just a poorly coached game, or was it me? Um, running it up the middle hasn't worked at all today. Let's decide on fourth down to run it up the middle. Not once, but twice. I don't get Stanford at all on that lack of creative uh, gameplay. So gas prices are slated to go down in 2013. 2014. <laughs> 2013. I predict gas prices will go down in 2013. Ta-da! I was right. But they're actually predicted to go down in 2014 as well. And that's, you know, a good thing. My favorite headline of the day, and everyone in media is snickering over this one. Walmart's recalling donkey meat in China. I love me a good donkey meat story. Don't get to talk enough about donkey meat. Talk today when you're at the water cooler. I know you're saying, dude, I'm on vacation. I'm skiing with the honeys. 
on the slopes. Okay. When you're at the resort tonight, at the fire, in the lodge, tell your honey, like, hey, did you hear that Walmart has recalled some donkey meat in China? I love donkey sound effects. Like, seriously. If there's one thing that makes me happy, it's donkey sound effects. Is that fair to say? So, I know you're saying, they eat donkey meat in China? Hey, don't knock it till you try it, right? Um, so, they bought anyone who bought the five-spice donkey meat, they're going to refund you $8.25 or 50 won. Uh, they're boosting its own DNA testing for meat products sold in China. China's got an issue with quality. I'm not sure if you figured this out yet, but like KFC gets into a lot of trouble on occasion. You know, if there's any sort of chicken scare, KFC basically bows and says, I'm sorry. Now, Walmart's doing it, too. Um, donkey meat is commonly consumed in Chinese cuisine. It's sold only in two stores in Jinan, the capital of Shandong. Walmart's working with authorities to investigate the product and what went wrong with it. Um, I wish I had more on this story. I don't, but consumer trust in China is pretty important. You do not want to blow that one. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Ford's getting ready to unveil an aluminum F-150. Last year was a big year for trucks in the United States, and that helped uh, the economy, for sure. It showed a lot of confidence in the economy, for sure. They're expected to use 600 pounds of aluminum replacing about 1,000 pounds of steel. They're trying to get a little bit more fuel economy from 17 to 18 miles per gallon up to 30 miles a gallon. We'll see if they're able to do it. Big car show this week coming up next week. Big electronic show coming up. We'll see a lot of gadgets. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. And solutions, the bottom line for boomers with Johnny Dean of You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. It's going to be an interesting year. We've got the Super Bowl coming up, but then we get the Olympics coming up. Then we get World Cup coming up. A lot, a lot of um, sports. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? ESPN unveiled their first ad for the 2014 World Cup, and... uh, Let's just say those uh, soccer players have got some skills. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Snapchat was hacked, exposed more than 4.6 million users' names connected to phone numbers. I have no clue why anyone would put their real phone number into an online login at this point in time. An account set up. I've used my cron phone number for years, so I now know the difference of you know what's being hacked and what's not being hacked. It's people are just 
I don't know. <laughs> How shall we say? A little too loosey-goosey with information. I think that's fair to say. We've got the S&P 500 down 11, the Dow down 93, the NASDAQ down 30. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Tony, you work in the mortgage industry, so you see a lot of what's going on. Uh, you put together a lot of the paperwork. One of the pieces of paperwork that you put together is insurance on the home. Right. You want to make sure the person who's buying a home gets homeowner's insurance before the transaction's finished. Um, is that a law or is that a courtesy? Uh, it's a lender requirement. Lender requirement? Okay. Lender requirement. I mean, if you own your house free and clear, you're going to obviously want to protect your asset. But the lenders have tighter guidelines on on what is required as far as what your coverages are, your, your liabilities, insurance. I think everyone needs to review their paperwork every five years. This is a very odd concept, but my business is worth more than it was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So I need to change my life insurance in case And building I costs have gone up and then and replacement costs. Well, before we get there, let, let me finish this thought so that people can tie it together nicely. If I were to die, my partner buys me out. I have life insurance on him. He has life insurance on me. Perfect, right? But we have to up that every five years because the value of the business goes up. Right. So that's kind of frustrating. With that said, same thing with your home. I bought my house five years ago. I could tell you that the houses on my street, the quality has gone up a lot with people um, rebuilding their homes, with their bringing in construction. Um, some people are doing complete teardowns and putting in super fancy nice homes. That scares me a little bit because that means yeah. for me to rebuild, it's going to be more expensive. Well, and, and look at this mathematically, though. It's not always the rebuilding cost. Your, your land is what's going up faster than the actual rebuild. But you do want to still reanalyze your insurance policy every year, to be honest with you, because you may have bought new items that you're including in your house, or you may have updated a kitchen or had some new appliances. There's a lot of things you can include into your insurance policy um, on your homeowner's policy. So... I would look at it every year. Most people, I think it's about 80%, I think it's a statistic, is under, they're underinsured yeah. on their home. Um, so you want to keep looking at your policy on a yearly basis, especially if in, in a market like this where home prices are going up and down, land prices are going up and down. You're not insuring your land, but you're insuring the rebuild cost and everything else inside. So let's talk that concept a little bit. Um, every now and then there's just true disaster. And you have homeowners insurance, you feel very comfortable with it, but you've been living in the Oakland Hills for 20 years and a fire sweeps through the Oakland Hills, you're not going to be able to afford to rebuild. You're, you're done. Yeah. You're selling that piece of land, and someone else is going to build there. Um, because in 20 years, housing construction costs have gone up significantly. Uh, and I would check your coverage, yeah. too. Um, some people might think they have the right kind of hazard insurance, the right kind of fire coverage. I was recently talking to a friend of my parents, and they had a home in New Jersey that was wiped out by Sandy, was the storm. Uh-huh. And a year earlier, their insurance company said, we don't want to own any policies on the coast, and they got rid of it. Uh, and they went with a sub-standard a sub standard type of insurance company that replaced it, and, it did, and they did not cover the flood. So you go and look at, at your policy, especially if, you, if you're in a sort of like flood, not flood zone, but like a landslide zone. I looked at a house not recent, not too long ago where part of the uh, disclosure said that it was in a, like a landslide area. So I mean, this, these are some, some of the things you need to have on your coverage. You and I spent some time on the East Coast in our younger years, and there was an auto insurance company called Katz Auto Insurance, and it was spelled K-A-T-Z, and there, it was lying, like, never use an insurance company that can't even spell. I like using, I use USAA. My dad was in the military. It's the greatest insurance company ever. I love them. So that keeps the cost of my 
And then I, I put my auto insurance with them. They give me a multi-policy discount. So I'm very, very pleased. I like multi-policy discounts. Everyone should consider it. Like if you need term life, call your auto that's insurance. A, and that's see a, they a do great it. piece of advice. Um, put everything together, get a, a lower discount. Absolutely. And go with quality. I think Geico is great if you can't get USAA. Um, I would not go with the local insurance agent. And again, I'm pissing some people off. I know. I want if Warren Buffett bought Geico for a reason and everything's on a phone and you never actually have a real estate agent. But yeah, if you want to test your policy, I can call Geico right now or USAA and say, "Hey, does my house cover if a meteor hits it? Does my homeowners cover it if you know someone breaks in? What's my deductible?" Call these people and yep. ask ask questions and get the answers before the disaster happens. With that said, very, very important to review your policies. This is the last thing I'm going to say, because also on some policies, sometimes you designate, like I had, I had life insurance that went to my first wife. That would not have been good if, Cindy, if I died, she gets insurance. Chad's got that story where one of his financial planners um, out of college had a boyfriend, and he put her name on yeah. the policy. She, he gets married, has a kid, dies, and the life insurance went to the... Girlfriend from college. I mean, I mean, even as small as if you have kids and you have more kids coming out of your property and other people and you have a pet, for example, those are things that you need to change your policy as well. It's not just about the house. It's about the liabilities that go along with it. Number one claim on homeowners insurance. Dog bites. Dog bites. Yep. Buy a cat, sell the dog. Yep. With that said, that's Tony Mendez. You can find him online at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's going to be an interesting year. We now have Obamacare kicking in effective basically yesterday. If you signed up for a policy, you do have to make your payments for that policy. Um, but health care for the masses, one to two million people have signed up at this point in time. How many people have signed up and didn't realize that you have to pay? Um, so the monthly premium is going to start rolling in and people are going to go, what is this? Um, I, just, I have no faith in people's ability to understand what's going on in the world. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We have the S&P 500 lower today by 11. Dow down 95. And the NASDAQ down 32. Dodd-Frank, how it's going to hit the real estate market in 2014, should be slightly negative. Uh, there's more and more legislation that was crafted basically three to four years ago that's starting to come into sweeping changes. It's going to be a little bit tougher for you to get a loan. It's going to be a little bit tougher for banks to give you money. We'll talk about this more. Much, much more. What's happening and why up there. It's Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black. Okay, host of Real Life Lending. I'm here to announce MySimplySafe.com. MySimplySafe.com. And your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome to 2014. 
I hate looking at 2013 because it was so good. And I want people to lower expectations, but let's talk a little bit about that. Let's bring in Joe Doe from thestreet.com, a financial website, tons of content. He's a prolific writer, and uh, he's all over media, whether it be Twitter or online video. How are you, Joe? Great, Rob. How are you doing? Doing well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. So, any chance 2014 could play out like 2013? <laughs> well, uh, in terms of uh, markets being up as much as they were, I mean, the S&P ended up uh, 29.6%, you know, so we could call it 30%. Uh, I don't know that too many of the analysts I've been talking to are expecting that kind of a surge. I mean, that was the biggest jump uh, for the market in a one-year time period since 1997, but... Uh, I don't know if um, I don't know if it means it's actually going to be bad. I think a lot of people are still looking at 2014 to be a good year, and I think that's mostly because they expect the economy to finally be on its own two feet uh, for the first time, really, since the um, 2008 financial crisis. Let's talk a little bit about that concept: the U.S. economy on its own two feet. Obviously, 2008 and 2009 was pretty devastating as far as banks unraveling, people questioning the long-term stability of our banking system, a run on the banks, spillover, bleed over into Europe. It didn't turn out as bad as a lot of people thought, um, but getting back on our own two feet from that event, it feels like it was a long time coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people um, who, you know, I mean, a lot of people have gone through booms and busts, right? They've, they've sure. uh, seen kind of the typical flow of uh, good years and bad years, and and 2008, obviously very different, um, and I think we, we were constantly told by whether it was the president or economists or you know Ben Bernanke or you know t- teachers in business classes, uh, you know this is the slowest recovery uh, from a recession in the United States since the Great Depression, and I, I think um, you know we hear it so much that maybe we don't sit back and realize that things were so bad that uh, to expect the economy to be back, you know, where it was in 06, right, uh, by 2010 was not a very realistic, uh, you know, not a very realistic uh, thing to expect. And and so now, I mean, we're still trudging, right? I mean, now instead of a 2.5% GDP growth, a lot of economists are looking for this, you know, 3% GDP growth, which is good. Um, but uh, we're still reminded constantly that uh, the the financial crisis really wasn't that long ago, uh, even though it even though it seems like it uh, it really wasn't. I try to remind people that you know you only really invest from age twenty to sixty, and five years is a long time financial crisis. And then you take a look at the last five years since the financial crisis, we're up like one hundred eighty, one hundred seventy three percent. Right. Um, financial crisis was the best time to invest in your lifetime. Um, does that does that make any sense to you, or does that mean quantitative easing really did work? I think um, you know a lot of people have argued uh, quantitative easing uh, has kind of been that bit in the market. So the market's known that the money, you know, the, the Federal Reserve has said it will act. Uh, as much as it has to to make sure that the economy, you know, that we don't fall into a deflationary period, that that the economy doesn't slow back into another recession, uh, and that there is, uh, you know, a, a player in the market um, like the Federal Reserve uh, who is trying to encourage people not to just sit in treasuries and, uh, you know, the safer asset-backed securities, uh, you know, 
uh, I, you know, it's a, I guess it's kind of interesting to to follow, and uh, it, you know, we should we should now be looking forward to a time where the Federal Reserve is pulling back, right? Uh, and and sure. that should be, and I think the markets reacted in early uh, in mid December when the Fed said, "Hey, we're pulling back," uh, you know, scaling back quantitative easing. The markets moved higher, and a lot of people have been saying, "Oh, well, the markets might move back a little bit more because of, you know." pulling out quantitative easing. Uh, and I think what the markets were showing was all of the Fed help, you know, up through, uh, you know, now, up to now, clearly did give some sort of uh, guarantee, right, like that that, that they weren't just going to allow for uh, a free fall in the economy. I mean, the federal government did that, the Federal Reserve did that in 2008, 2009 with fiscal and monetary stimulus. We continued to have the Federal Reserve Act on the monetary side. And when the markets moved higher, and now we've continued to see them move higher on good economic reports, it shows a market working on fundamentals and not so much on Federal Reserve policy. Uh, and that, you know, by most accounts, is a, is a good sign. So the Federal Reserve is going to start pulling back on their buying of debt. The ramifications on that, do you think higher mortgage rates, higher borrowing costs for you, me, uh, corporations? Does that higher cost of money, does that kind of teeter-totter, does it off-place the job growth that we've seen in the last I'm, three to six months? Yeah, I'm not sure if, if that's what would happen uh, in terms of like pulling back on the on jobs creation. Uh, I think, uh, you know, eventually we are going to see rates rise. So, the, so uh, I guess the key thing for just the average person to understand is that when the Federal Reserve uh, finally announced that it was scaling back on its open-ended quantitative easing, that was the suggestion that was triggering the beginning of many, many events that will lead to the Federal Reserve raising the federal funds rate. Um, and so naturally the market starts to, you know, uh, price that in, right? So, uh, you know, longer term treasury rates, uh, you know, continue to rise uh, on the idea that eventually uh, when the Fed completely pulls back on quantitative easing, the next step, not, it might not be immediate, but the next step will eventually be to raise the federal funds rate. So yes, that does mean the borrowing costs would go up. It also means things like CD rates would go higher, right? So, you know, where people can finally park their cash in a, in a space that uh, has been otherwise flat and uh, not really giving much of a return for uh, for investors. Um, so, kind of nice uh, you know, I think that, that those are a few key things to look at. So anything else that we need to know, Joe Doe from Street.com, if we weren't talking to you about what you are seeing out there as far as quantitative easing in the Federal Reserve? Uh, I, I think um, in terms of what people should be looking at, it is uh, I think they really should be preparing for uh, what does happen next when the Fed is no longer uh, as big of a player in the market as we've seen for the past five years. So in other words, you know, what what is investing like? Uh, in a day past uh, past the Federal Reserve, something like pre-2008. Um, if we see economic indicators continue to move higher like they have, we can see this, continue to see uh, a turnaround in Europe. Uh, this kind of returns to your point about job growth. Um, you know, markets would suggest that job growth would continue, right? Uh, if the economy is expanding, there's going to be more demand. Um, there's going to be more demand uh, by consumers, uh, which, you know, if, if consumers are demanding uh, more services and goods, then obviously uh, there will be a demand for more labor by those companies that are uh, needing to push out those uh, goods and services. Uh, and, and then you're really kind of talking about, you know, economics 101. 
Sounds good. Thanks very much. It's Joe Doe from TheStreet.com. Uh, check him out. He's pretty prolific. Uh, well written, well thought out, lots of good commentary. I think you should follow 10, 20, 30 people, whether it be on Twitter or online, that you know, kind of teach you something on a regular basis. Uh, he's certainly following the issues that you need to be thinking about if you're a big picture, long-term investor, uh, in my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, big time in the northeast of the United States. Uh, temperatures are getting really cold. They're calling for 3 degrees in New York City, negative 3 in Boston. Uh, that typically is a play on sometimes Home Depot. You know, People go get salts, people go get shovels, go get heaters and generators. Um, I like seeing that it's going to hit the northeast at a time of a weekend. Uh, now, again, it's slightly after holidays. So I might snarl some traffic of people getting back home. Uh, but big winter storm heading for the northeast. And there's always a financial angle. Friend, again, today there's a story in San Francisco that styrofoam is being banned. And that's a good thing. Styrofoam doesn't break down. There's no need to have it. There's no need to have it. it, it of course it makes... Your leftovers are yummy, delicious. It's a great way of storing them. It's a great way of, of, you know, getting stuff home still hot and servable. Um, but the angle there is a friend of mine owns a paper company. I think it's called Impact Paper or Impact Printing. And he was once telling me, he said, I can get a whole delivery van. So he, he basically delivers like printing paper and uh, receipt paper and things like that. He said, I can get a whole van of styrofoam delivered to restaurants and make no money. It's too cheap. So it's not worth the gas that it's delivered with. And that's a bit of a problem. So this is actually a business opportunity for companies that sell paper. For companies that sell styrofoam, it's too cheap. You can't make money off that. Wells Fargo downgraded Apple today to market perform from outperform. It kept its valuation range between 536 and 581. Basically said, same gross margins. You know, a story that absolutely you know, bootstraps on top of that story is, you know, uh, Google and their Moto X. Dropping the price of their flagship smartphone. Uh, Galaxy S4. It's going to have super fast memory, the new S5 will. But 600 bucks for that, 650 bucks for an Apple iPhone. So 350 400 for a smartphone from Google. I get it. 800-516-1220. Future calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Got a retirement event coming up in the middle of January. You can learn more about it. It's two Thursdays from now, two weeks from now in Palo Alto. Sign up at robblack.com. shares fell amid an analyst downgrade of Apple's shares. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Expect big things this year from KDOW.biz. 
KDOW AM 1220. I think they're doing some pretty nice things. Um, and I mean, we've got some big events coming up, whether they be individual show hosts or whether they be a whole group of us getting together um, for expos. Pay attention. There's always, always something to be, I think, learned in these type of scenarios. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. One thing that I don't have time for anymore is just bitter people. So a friend of mine is Jewish, and he's like, I hate Christmas because everyone comes up and says, Merry Christmas. Just go with it. He's like, would you like it if someone said Happy Ramadan to you? I'm like, sure. One of the greatest things I ever did in my early 30s was I dated a girl who's Jewish, and I learned that all about the holidays. I learned the dreidel game is a power game where you get to take other kids' toys. Like, if that doesn't make a kid happy, I don't know what would. Um, am I being funny there? No. Um, I I learned about flatbread. I, I learned a lot. It's 130% and, and true. And I think all religions are wonderful. If they give somebody some sort of inner peace or happiness, some sort of insight, if it relaxes you, if it, if it is your savior... I got no issue. So, uh, sadly, people use religion to divide more often than get to come together. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Johnny Cash, who I think is just uh, one of the greatest Americans of all time. And it's kind of funny because I, 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 had there not been Elvis, I think Americans would have loved Johnny Cash. But Elvis kind of slipped in there. Justin Bieber announcing his retirement was probably the best day of my life, uh, as he announced over the holiday season that he was retiring. Can you imagine that's true? Or do you think it's just a publicity stunt? Because his movie flopped so bad. Okay, so Johnny Cash once wrote a note, and I love uh, New Year's resolutions. So he, he wrote a note on things to do today. Number one, not smoke. Okay, don't smoke would be better, but not smoke is bad. good. Number two, kiss June, his wife. Number three, not kiss anyone else. Number four, cough. What the hell does that mean, cough? I'm reading through Johnny Cash's top ten list of things to do today. Number five, pee. Okay, cough and pee, I get. No, I don't get. Number six, eat. Oh, this song, Burning Ring of Fire, was written by his wife. It was about him. Okay, number seven on his list. Not eat too much. Keep in mind, number six was eat. Number seven, not eat too much. Number eight, worry. Number nine, go see mama. Number ten, practice piano. And finally, in the notes section of his top ten notes... Not write notes. <laughs> I fell into a ring of so he wasn't the brightest man, but that's a genius list. Don't smoke. Kiss your wife. Don't kiss anyone else. Cough P.E. Don't eat too much. Worry. The two that really got me here, or the three that got me here, is worry, go see mama, and practice piano. Go see mama is obvious. It's obviously, you know... There's a lot of experience in the world of getting to know and relating to with your family. But practice piano 
is a great piece of advice. If you can play piano, practice it. Any instrument you can play, play it. Uh, music is such a healthy thing for de-stressing you, as well as getting your mind working. And uh, uh, number eight on this list was worry. I'm with that. I don't want you to worry too much, but I'm I'm with worrying. I'm down with it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. I think we all should have lists, and I think we all should be a little bit more organized than what we are, unless you're too organized. If you have a bedroom with three laundry baskets of clothes that haven't been folded, there's something wrong with you, in my opinion. And by something, I mean something very, very wrong with you. So the economic data out this morning was pretty good. First time unemployment claims. It's it's a sign of good hiring coming. So and I'm positive about that. Thirty year mortgage rate rose to four point five three percent. I've got a mortgage rate under three point eight percent. I'm pretty hot. Four point five, not so good. Historically four point five is amazing. But mortgage rates are starting to show a little bit of uptick with a stronger economic recovery. Stanford's marching band created the Snapchat logo during the Rose Bowl. And you know what, to me, what that kind of pointed out? A, that they're prone to, obviously, uh, not controversy, but look at me, look at me, look at me. Snapchat's worth $3 billion plus dollars, but for the Stanford band to do the Snapchat logo... It's kind of a reminder, in my opinion, of how great Stanford is. Snapchat was started by three fraternity brothers at Stanford, of which one of them is suing the other two, and they don't get along, but it is what it is. Netflix taking a first step at trying to cut some of the people who are sharing subscriptions. So they're going to cut a service from $7.99 down to $6.99. They're also trying to cater to bigger families. Um, Google, they're slashing the price of their Moto X phone, which is bad news for Apple, bad news for Samsung. Gas prices look to hedge down in 2014. Ford's getting ready to unveil an aluminum F-150, and I find this fascinating. In large part, uh, you get Ford because they're built Ford tough, right? You get them because they're steel. 600 pounds of aluminum likely going to cost about $800 more than the steel it replaces. But it's also going to lower the price of the pump for you. But you t- we'll take a break here. Be right back. It's 800 516 Hey, parents of children with asthma, here's the Breathe Easies with another one of your favorite hits. Don't smoke in the house. Don't smoke in the house. Don't smoke around the kids. In the Don't smoke in the car. Don't smoke in the house. The economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Happy New Year. Live. From my San Francisco studios. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Did you watch the Winter Classic yesterday? It was interesting to see 105,000 Americans, well, maybe not all Americans, 
105,000 bodies get, you know, packed into a football stadium to watch a hockey game where the hockey rink is incredibly small on a football field. Uh, it was played at the University of Michigan in their stadium. It's pretty cool to see. Um, I like that the NHL does this. I wish they'd do it on Christmas as well. Kind of get fat, sit around the fire, drink alcoholic beverages, and watch winter wonder ice hockey outside. It's kind of cool. You know, it's uh, fun to see. It was snowing in Michigan. Now, in two weeks from now, they're going to play in L.A. Dodgers Stadium. Uh, the L.A. Kings and the Anaheim Ducks. That just doesn't sound right. It's going to be an outdoor game in L.A. when it's going to be 65 degrees. Some amazing photos came out of the game yesterday. Uh, how people stayed warm. Four guys decided to wear Iron Man masks. And what's interesting to note about that is that there's nothing interesting to note other than to see fat guys wearing Iron Man masks. Not quite like seeing Robert Downey Jr. wearing an Iron Man mask. Um, something just doesn't work when you get the fat angle put into it. Um, Jonathan Bernier, the goalkeeper for the Toronto Maple Leafs, he wore a toque on his head, which I just like saying the word toque. I know you're saying, what's a toque even mean? It's tough to explain. It's a cap. It's a how. Yeah. Snowdrifts on the ice was pretty cool to see. Um, snow flying in the goalie's eyes. And, you know, something that you typically would see in a football game, of which Kyle Kaepernick and the San Francisco 49ers are headed to Green Bay. Uh, Three point favorites. Uh, to play in the cold, frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Um, some people like that matchup. Some people fear that matchup. So the game, which is really pretty cool in my opinion, if you look at the um, Winter Classic, if you just look at the players, it looks like it's being played in someone's backyard. But then you look up and you see 105,000 people watching people playing in their backyard and you realize that it's not in someone's backyard. There was a concept called the floating opera. And it's similar to what I just threw out there. I'm not quite sure I'm 100% wanting to go with this. Um, But it was written by a guy named John Barth, the floating opera. And he also wrote The End of the Road. He was well known for what are considered to be a realist. Um, one of the very first people in the world to write in that style. Um, perspective is pretty important. If I were to tell you, go stand in the middle of an opera and just stand on stage and everyone will sing and the, the symphony will play right around you as if you're not there, it would be a totally different perspective than if you're sitting 100 yards away. Same thing can happen on Wall Street, which is one of the reasons I don't want you to get too caught up in it. I don't want you buying individual stocks because it's the wrong place to be for most people. Um, existentialism of the 1950s and 1960s taught me this. The floating opera. You know, life has no absolute values, but there's relative values. And I think that's important for people to try to grasp. Um, It's impossible to believe that anyone who took 
um, such a uh, angle in life could be wrong. Um, I can't possibly come up with negative angles on Wall Street right now. And when I do, they're they're so vague. Like, okay, so Kim Jong Il Un could go crazy, sure. Okay, the higher cost of money is probably the biggest problem that I have. But that offset with better improving jobs market pushes me into the angle of mm, I could could, higher borrowing costs are okay because that could also dampen speculation which I think is a good thing people get too speculative when you get too speculative you get too cocky when you get too cocky you know how that ends Um, anyway calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. If I were to come up with more negatives on Wall Street, it's probably that we need a correction. And that's actually a pretty good thing that, you know, I welcome a correction. I don't fear them. I'm not freaked out by them. Don and Frank is freaking me out a little bit because there's a lot of regulation coming in banking and lending. And if we push banks to stop lending, that's bad for the economy. If Eddie May and Freddie Mac gets out of the mortgage market, the mortgage underwriting market, I think that would be bad long-term for housing in America. Um, so I want a correction. I think that would make me feel better. A negative event would make me feel better. I think the U.S. economy is going to grow at 3% this year, which basically means you can do well. Housing starts are part of the key. Autos are another part. The 10-year Treasury clearly wants to move higher as the Federal Reserve is starting to say, you know, we're going to buy less debt. So the 10-year Treasury has now moved to 3%. I think it moves this year to 3.5%, maybe sometime in the next 18 months. And that's starting to look good because old man Smithers, who lives down the road from me, he's looking for a safe return on his money. He can now buy a one-year CD at a higher rate. Or he put his money in the bank at a higher rate. U.S. equities, I think, are going to record another very good year. I think there will be that correction, though. And I think that correction is going to feel very weird. If it does happen, bully for you and me. Bully, 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 bully. But I want it to happen. I think cyclical stocks outperform defensive stocks. I think dividends, CapEx, stock buybacks... Mergers and acquisitions are all going to pick up this year over last year. Gold is a loser. I think being active in your portfolio will help you this year versus being passive. Don't be too active. Don't read too much into what I'm saying there. I think municipal bonds led by high-yield municipal bonds are going to outperform tactical bonds. And um, it's going to be an interesting congressional year, to say the least. uh, will the Republicans capture the Senate or not is probably the big debate of the year in politics. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Um, We can talk about uh, reasons to roll over your 401k. We can talk about retirement planning, but I am going to be talking retirement planning January 16th, Thursday evening. From 6.30 to 9, 6.39 at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. 
Let's take a break here. I'll be right back. Don't forget to listen to the CFP Chad Burton Show, New Focus on Wealth. Today from 1 to 2 here on AM 1220, KDOW. Points seven tenths percent to forty one forty eight. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM twelve twenty KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking a little existentialism. Target's woes continue as thousands of gift cards fail to activate. Whoa. Are they having the worst holiday season ever? Tens of thousands of Target gift cards have failed to activate properly. They've had that massive credit card hack earlier this month, or earlier last month, that affected only, say, 40 million customers. So 40,000 gift cards uh, have been affected by the latest glitch. So they're apologizing for the inconvenience. Uh, They don't really have much of an idea at this point in time how many gift cards were affected, but they equated the number to less than one-tenth of one percent. Customers who are unable to activate their cards are being asked to visit the customer service center and physical stores or call the phone number on the back of the cards. Get your calls there. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. You can also drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers, shall we? It's the first day of the year. SP 500 is down 10. The Dow is down 79. The NASDAQ down 24. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, Bay AreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's my lender. He's done a couple loans for me in the past few years. I bring that up because I trust him. I bring that up because I think you can trust him. He does a great job of packaging scenarios for you and showing you your options. Whether I definitely don't want a seven-year one arm, I want a 30-year, he'll show you the 30, the 15, and the seven one because that's his job, to show you your options. Um, One of the things that I was surprised about the 2013 government shutdown was some of the stories that came along that said getting a, a mortgage is going to be tougher because the IRS is shut down. Getting a mortgage is going to be tougher because um, we verify wages as well, um, we being the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little bit – I think people don't – they're not prepared with how much paperwork there is yeah. and how much – Different, how many different sources you have to go to. So I think it's incredibly rude for someone to shop a lender because once they shop, you start doing this process where you're calling 20 to 30 different people on their behalf. And, and it's not just the amount of paperwork that you have to go through to actually get the appropriate quote. It's the amount of work that we have to do on the uh, ECOA, for example. They, they make us put out these disclosures every time. If I give you a quote, I have to give you a disclosure. So, yeah, it's a lot more difficult. Uh, there was a Mortgage Bankers Association. They do this uh, rating on how difficult it is to get a mortgage. And it indexes at 101, approximately. They uh, they estimated that back in 2006, 2007, at the peak of the real estate market back then, uh, it would have been at 800. So that's how much harder it's gotten, higher number being easier. And it's only it's it's going down. 
So we're going to see a lot more difficult guidelines come up. We have lenders that are implementing this year already some of the qualified mortgage rules that are coming up in 2014 January, which we expect to be fully implemented by then and expected for lenders to follow these rules. Um, but, yeah, during the 2013 shutdown, it, was, it, was, it made it even more difficult. We had this thing called a 4506 uh, IRS transcript request. That got delayed. Um, and, but Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, they said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll ease the guidelines and say, okay, just give us tax returns. We'll be okay with that. Um, but it did become more difficult, and this is just the theme that we're going to see throughout 2014 and beyond. It's pretty, they're similar standards to what they were before 2000. The 2000s was a different era, Robbie. It was a very strange era. We're let going put, back to the norm. Let me put that in perspective. 2000s, you can get $600,000 by basically initialing two pieces of paper. Liar loans. At that point in time, the lender would say, okay, I'm going to go start filling out numbers. You know how they did liar loans, right? No, tell me. Um, so you give them your type of work, and they would yeah. go to this website, and it would have this graph. It says if you've been in it this long, you get paid this much, and then it goes like that. And they pick the highest number, and they use that as your income. Okay. So Stated income loan. Was it ever so egregious? Like, liar loans were good for, like, football players who they don't care. They just want to get the money. Um did you ever get things like people like me saying, yeah, Tony, I, I, I pitch for the, the San Francisco Giants. Did you ever get liars like that? Or was it more no, in, it, inflationary? What, what, you, what you typically saw, and this is where subprime really came into a um, – dug people into a hole, was they would literally make up jobs for people. Did I show you the email I got the other day? from? It was a business card that, that people are still handing out. It says, we will make up a W-2 for you and verify the job. So it was essentially like that. They were, make, they were making up jobs. They were just doing what they call ver, uh, verbal verifications. So you could give the lender a phone number for your buddy. They would call that, and the guy would go, oh, yeah, this guy does a lawn care for me. He's been doing it for three years. Boom. There's your income. Yeah. Um, and those are liar loans. Those are stated income loans, and it was very, very, very skeptical. I mean, it, it just it, it just made so many more people qualify for home loans. It drove home prices up. It was the first thing that I saw when I came to California is that why would, why would people get teaser? Not only that, you could get teaser loans that start 1%, NEGAM loans, and you could go up to 100% financing. It was crazy. Okay, so how do you prepare somebody? Because I freak out every time I do a loan. Um, I, whenever I buy a house, I pay someone to sign for me. Like I, I, yeah, you know, I, I give them credit because I don't like going through all that paperwork. Quite honestly, it's the toughest part of my job is to is to hide people from the the red tape that they have to go through. It's becoming harder and harder and harder. Now I know I want to say that I'm the best. I get loans done. You know, everybody's heard my commercial, but it's you know, it, I get loans I get, done. I get loans done. Uh, you know, and it's getting harder. It's actually it's I get loans done, but it's harder to keep people from seeing like the lender asking for multiple types of. You know, deposits now. If you have a deposit at an ATM, they want that check. Oh, I know. That happened to me. They want that check. Um, I deposit large amounts, if, and when I was doing a refi, they're like, why were you depositing $6,000? Um, and I had to go, like, I, I don't remember. And that came up with Dodd-Frank. There's a lot okay. of um, anti-money uh, laundering rules that came up as well, and that, that is now forcing lenders to look at things like that. So the overregulation that we had as a result from the – um, the real estate crash is really making it tough on people now. So be prepared. If you do a refi, if you buy a home, it's going to take some time. Know that the lender is working their butts off for you. I get calls from Tony on occasion where he's just frustrated that a loan's not getting funded yet because he needs one more thing. So it's going to be it's a freaky experience for me, for you, for everyone. That's Tony Mendez. You can find him online at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. 
And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. It's going to be a fun year for healthcare. It's going to be a fun year for banks. Uh, one sector that I continue to say that I'm overweighting for the year are financial institutions, preferably uh, regional banks versus international banks or large integrated banks. Um, I just think it's a way of playing the higher interest rates in a no-brainer outfit. Uh, I think Asia still needs to be strongly considered, if not downright um, demanded by your portfolio. And why do I say that? Two things are happening in Asia, and please don't make me into a bad person for saying this, but the low cost of money in Japan and the government who wants pro-growth strategies uh, in place, including, you know, hey, you have more than one baby, um, I think opens up their economy even further. So I think the opportunity of getting one ounce of Coca-Cola sold to every person in China has companies like Coca-Cola drooling. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Hi, I'm Layla Ali. I might... to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Um, good hiring sign was out there today as jobless claims slip. I think that's a nice story. Um, so I lump it into, it's kind of like a winner of the day. Uh, 30, longer term, it's certainly too early to tell, right? Really, really needs wage inflation this year. Loser today, 30-year mortgage rate hits 4.53%. Now, historically still at a very low rate, but short term, it's a very high rate. So a lot of people didn't price out of potentially buying into the market. Stanford's marching band created the Snapchat logo during uh, Rose Bowl yesterday, uh, a game that it looked like Michigan State was trying to lose, but it looked like Stanford was trying even harder to lose from the coaching perspective. Um, albeit, I'm not a football coach, so take anything that I say as doo-doo. It means nothing. Um... What was interesting about them doing the Snapchat logo, Snapchat was founded by three Stanford students a couple years back. And when you see that, like, I hope you tell your kids, that's a great school. Now, why did they do the Snapchat logo? I don't know the underpinnings of it. But Stanford produces students who produce billion-dollar companies is what I got out of that. 
gas prices are going to set to go a little bit lower in 2013. Walmart recalling donkey meat in China, which is, I think, the most fascinating story of the day. First and foremost, donkey meat. And you start thinking about it, and you go, that's disgusting. But it's only disgusting to you and me. Some countries eat horse meat, and some countries eat you know, cows. Some people find that pretty awful and horrible. But the recalling of donkey meat is interesting to me, because what was found inside of it, some of their meat contained fox. You might remember last year, IKEA had some problems with Swedish meatballs that contained horse. Um, the food supply clearly isn't as clean as we think it is in the world. And there's a lot of uh, mafia-type interactions where, you know, Sweden gets their, or not Sweden, but IKEA gets their meatballs from a group in Poland, and they decide, hey, let's leave some horse meat, it's cheaper. And you're like, oh, that's lovely. I know, I know, I know. So one thing I want you to do this year is detox your portfolio and detox your life. Uh, lots and lots and lots of water. Um, I don't know how to say it. I'm not big into food combinations. I'm not big into water fasting. I'm not big into herbal formulas. But when it comes to your portfolio, I want you to kind of like detox a little bit. Toxic is an interesting word. We use it massively incorrectly. Um, let me see if I can't explain this. Um, alcohol is a toxin. It causes you to become intoxicated, right? You kind of get that. A lot of people say I'm nauseous, but you're not really nauseous. You're nauseated. What's noxious is that old food that's gone bad. So look at your portfolio and think about detoxing it. Think about getting rid of some of the things that just might get you into trouble. Uh, try to identify them. I got an email this morning from a guy who wants to buy a, a 3D printing stock. Okay. Raise your hand. That's fine if you want to do that. Raise your hand and say, I'm going to accept a little bit more risk than other people because this is such a young area. Uh, clearly, the two games that come to mind are 3D systems and Stratasys as the key players. But if that's inside your portfolio, take a look at how the stocks have traded. Uh, and I've been talking about 3D printing for three years, and I told people about 3D systems three years ago when it was in the low single digits. Now it's $92. And I'm, I'm throwing caution at you now in large part because I want you to see that there's volatility. If you can't take it, you can't invest with it. At one point in time, the stock went from $50 a share down to 30 so it lost 40% of its value. 40% pullbacks are normal and healthy for hypergrowth stocks. 40% pullbacks for mature dividend-paying stocks, not very normal. So try to detox your portfolio. If it doesn't make sense to you, if it's too volatile for you, if it's already achieved what you wanted it to for you, if it's underperformed for two or three years, you thought it had a lot of value and it didn't in the short term, 
try to find things inside your portfolio like that. Um, stop buying story stocks, for instance. Here's a story stock. Ford's created a plug-in car that runs on sunlight. Okay, now, the car show that's kicking off next week, these are always really important events to see because they show you some of the things that are coming in the future. Now, they'll show you a concept car that will never come to fruition. A solar-powered car probably won't come to fruition in the next 10 years. But maybe a solar-powered air conditioning system for your car. See that air conditioning is a big draw on your gas mileage. That might. Ford's introducing a concept of a truck that weighs a lot less. That's got some people freaked out. Uh, what's interesting to note about that is people freak out about Ford? Yeah, you bet. Um, it's been the best-selling truck for a long time. So you don't mess with success. A lot of people don't mess with success. You know, don't, don't do it. Um, but I don't know. I think uh, you're going to see it done. We have to get the gas mileage standards in the United States by 2025, the average fleet coming out of Ford, coming out of GM, has to be able to do a whopping 50-plus miles per gallon. Will we be able to get there? Now, launching a truck that's well-known for its steel, launching it with a lot of aluminum, you know, there's a risk. So if you own Ford, you should know that there's going to be a risk tied towards this. Now, knowing that gas standards are at 54.5 miles per gallon by the year 2025, know that our dependence on oil is going to become a little bit less so as our fleets of cars get better and better gas mileage. Um, How much can we wring out of an engine? We haven't redesigned the V4, V6 engine hundreds of years. And now they're starting to come out with slight revisions. There's a truck out there that when you're stopped at a stoplight, it stops the pistons. So it goes into a kind of an idle mode. I think that's pretty interesting. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about um, money investing and much, much more. Uh, I will be live tomorrow. Uh, so I'm kind of back to work. Kind of. I'm so thrilled that the holiday season is finally, finally over. Um, it just gets to be too much food. It gets to be too many slow days. Uh, traffic this morning was non-existent. One of my favorite stocks for 2014 is Bank of America, uh, the former mortgage giant countrywide. It's going to pay more than $17 million in settlements with Massachusetts over mortgage-backed securities. The legal numbers are starting to become quantified, and that makes it a devil known versus a devil unknown. Bitcoin starts the year off 2014 at $755. I don't care about Bitcoin. Bitcoin has no central bank. It's created through a process called mining, into which computers attempt to solve cryptographic problems. It's a virtual currency. It surged from 13 bucks to over 1000 in 2013, and it certainly is the story of the year, one of the stories. Macy's said that they've settled their breach of contract lawsuit against Martha Stewart Living. You know, Martha Stewart Living Omnimedia is ticker symbol MSO. Martha Stewart's not a bad-looking woman for a 50-plus, right? 
you can make conversations like, eh, some of her like styles are kind of 80s, 90s. You know, they haven't aged terribly well in the 2000s. Girls, women under the age of 35, they don't care about Martha Stewart. So the stock has a problem coming forward, in my opinion. I think they have to sell. They've got a CEO, executive, who's 50-plus. I think some of her styles are left in the past. Like, oh, don't you want a frilly uh, flower duvet? No, no, no. I want something a little more cutting edge now. A little more sometimes. And her demographic audience, it's aging as well as she's aging. It's no longer, you know, geared towards younger people who want to try to be like their mom. Um, so they ain't got no game with the millennials. So I look at Martha Stewart as, I'm not going to short the stock, but I don't get it. I can't find a reason to buy it. Snapchat and Skype have had a security breach, worthy of note. She calls it air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.